Have you ever doubted your own self-confidence? Hmm. Being over 50, I'm not sure I can count all the times I have. Going through a divorce, questioning if I chose the right career after already devoting 10 years of my life to it, and then dating as a single mom. I'm not as young, maybe I don't look as pretty. The questions just keep coming. Whether it's self-doubt on our life choices or our surroundings or our appearance, it creeps in. Join us here as we share tips and stories of how to grow your own confidence inside and out with experts who have also experienced the highs and lows of self-confidence. I'm your host, Kelly Buckley, and this is the Beautifully Confident Podcast. Well, hi, Kelly Buckley with the Beautifully Confident Podcast. I want to welcome our guest back, Beth Allen. She is a DIY expert, speaker, author, and RN. She teaches women how to screw and have her too, empowers women as homeowners and beyond with knowledge, skill, and guts. Featured on local and national TV, including Rachel Ray and QVC, her YouTube channel, DIY HIP Chicks, has more than 3 million views. So Beth was part of our launch team on episode number four. So if you want to hear a little clip of her on episode number four, please tune into that. But Beth, I want to welcome you back and thank you for being here. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for having me. All about empowering women. Absolutely. I feel like so much contributes to our confidence as women and it's everywhere around us. Between the beauty we create around us, ourselves, everything. It all, it all helps. <laughs> Absolutely. From inside and outside. Exactly. So Beth, can you share your story of how you came to being where you are, what everything that contributed to it? Sure. I'll give you the abridged version. I started off as a nurse. I was a um, registered nurse. I was the director of nursing at a retirement home. Uh, I was very lucky that at the young age of 23, this company hired me to run a facility with 500 retirees and a staff of 25. So um, I loved my job. But after four and a half years, I was exhausted and pregnant. And I was very happy to take a step back from nursing and, and just go into mom mode. So I was a full-time mom for 12 years. And in that time, I discovered a passion for all things home. So I taught myself electric, plumbing, drywall, carpentry, you name it. I was tackling projects. I would read my Home Depot textbook. I would talk to the guys in the aisle. I had some contractor buddies that I would go and, and stalk and help them with a project on a weekend so I could learn. And after a while, people kept saying to me, you're so good at all these home improvement projects. You need to do something with it. So I then started teaching classes uh, at the local adult school so that I could help other women manage their home. Because I really believe that whether you are on uh, an Ethan Allen budget or you're on a Walmart budget, you should have a home that is beautiful, safe, and functional. And I wanted to be able to empower those women who didn't have the money to call someone to be able to take care of their space. Because there's something so powerful about being able to walk into your home and actually feel like it's your safe haven that you can escape from all of the stress of the outside world and your work and other commitments and truly just let yourself 
relax in your own space. And if things are broken and they're staring at you and you feel inadequate because you can't stay on top of your home and you feel like your children aren't having the the safety and the comfort that you want, it changes you. And for me, it's empowering women to have that control over their space because it matters to be able to have that. So I started teaching these classes and then news people heard about it. And before I knew it, I was on Philly TV doing a weekly segment for one network. I did it for a year. I did a weekly, you know, DIY tip, then Rachel Ray and then QVC and the YouTube channel. And, you know, now we have 3 million views. I get about 40,000 views a month, people sending me messages, you know, asking questions. And it's just so wonderful to be able to guide on the basics. You know, I don't teach people how to rewire their house. Call an electrician. You shouldn't (laughs) be doing that in the first place. But I teach people just home maintenance, how to manage Mm -hmm. the everyday things that happen because nobody's teaching this. People are leaving high school. There's no education on personal finance, let alone how to manage a space they live in. To me, these are adulting skills. Yes. You know, how to deal with a toilet or a a flapper or a little plumbing leak. These to me are adulting and you need to be able to take care of your space and where you live without panic and fear and spending money that you may not have. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at now. Uh, I teach primarily. That is what I do. I used to be a handy woman. I used to go in and do work in people's homes, but in all honesty, I developed fibromyalgia. And I hmm. couldn't physically keep up with the, the physical home calls that I was doing. So I focus on teaching. So I have online classes. I do classes in person. And in the last two years, I was also thrown into a caregiving role, putting my nursing cap back on, caring for a relative with dementia. Hmm. And albeit I didn't live with my aunt, I still coordinated her care and got her from independent living and falling apart to the stability of memory care. And sadly, uh, my aunt passed away two weeks ago, but it, it was been a journey that took me back to my root of geriatric nursing. And talk about confident and scary. I went back to nursing school last fall and renewed my license after 20 years Wow! and was back in a hospital and had to take the exam again and got my license back. And now I'm focused on teaching people how to manage dementia in their loved ones and how to navigate the healthcare system and identify and support their loved one. So I went from DIY home repair to dementia care and I'm juggling both of them. Oh my goodness. Wow. What a story. I'm so sorry for your loss. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So I'm all about making purpose out of pain. And if I can use my experience to help educate and empower other families, then that's what I focus on. Wow. That's great. That's awesome. So you're more of an expert even in in problem solving, truly. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Honestly, um, that's what it sounds like is that's where your confidence is derived from is that you have confidence in making a decision on what the next thing is to do. I guess so. I like to take action. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> so what is it a tip that maybe you could give 
other, our listeners, other women on how to start to grow that muscle of making those hard decisions, making those next step of what do I need to do? What are some of your tips? I think some of it is you have to start small. You know, you might have a big goal that you want to start your own business. And before you do that, maybe you want to step back. Maybe I could just teach a class. Instead of diving into starting a whole business and all of the oh, all of the cogs that go into that whole process, teach a class. That's what I did. You know, I reached out to the adult school and said, I have an idea for class. And they said, great, we start in a couple of weeks. So it gave me a chance to test the waters. Did I like the topic? Did I really love what I was doing? How could I then expand on it? So that's an easy way to kind of tiptoe into something. Maybe you teach a class, maybe you volunteer, you know, maybe you get a part-time job in that field so that you get to know, you know, do I want to take the next level of risk? You know, that could be a, a little, put a little more on the line. For me, a big thing is two things. One is I always had my dad who was the optimist in my life growing up in the back of my head. And my dad would always say to me, don't let anybody screw up your day. They're not worth it. Hmm. So when I put myself out there and trust me, you know, I'm on video. Sometimes I am on video with sweatpants, no makeup. My hair's in a bun. I'm under the sink. And I don't (laughs) care. You know, you want to criticize me because I don't look my prettiest or I'm not together. And, you know, I I don't care. I'm not going to let anybody screw up my day. I have a a purpose. I have a goal. And I'm not letting other people's opinions get in the way of that. Then I think the third thing is focusing in on the things that you have accomplished. We are all very much stuck on the I can't or I'm not good at or I'm not as pretty, not as thin, not as young, not as educated, blah, blah, blah. We, we focus in on the negatives instead of focusing in on the positives, you know? And, you know, for me personally, I look back on my mother had a mental breakdown when I was 20 and at 21, I had to separate from her emotionally and physically and move out. We had a 27 year estrangement. And despite that, I managed to keep my head on and have a healthy mindset and get therapy and and stay on track to be a healthy, grounded human. And I did that. I can do anything. Yes. Focus on the things that were hard in your life and say, I did that. I can do this other thing too. Wow. Those are great tips. Thank you. So you said, you know, one of the things, one of the directions you would send someone, you know, to get started would be maybe teach a class. So how did, what are some, how did you find out where the classes were? How would our listeners know, where would I look for that in my area? Well, for me, what I did was reach out to, you know, the high school because they had, you know, the adult evening school program and, you know, reach out and just offer a class, but you can contact your local libraries. A lot of them have the friends of the library that is an organization that puts on events and educational programs and reach out to them with an idea. The other thing is to township and community centers and community colleges. So I got hooked up with my local community college almost seven years ago now. And I, three times a year, I teach a five-week home repair class. And honestly, we typically have, you know, anywhere from 12 to 20 women every session that come to this class. 
And it's just been wonderful because one, I'm, I'm teaching and I'm loving teaching. That's like my favorite thing in the world to do is teach, but it gives you an opportunity to test the waters. Like I said, about your idea, about your expertise and what you really love to do. And if you're going to take it to another level. Wow. Those are a lot of different resources to reach out to that personally, I've never thought of. So thank you. Nothing Um, but Google. That's it. Just Google your way through a list. (laughs) Exactly. So I see that you do, you have written some books. I wrote one a couple years ago on on some light home repair and, and really never promoted it. But it was three years ago after my mother passed, I wrote Flush the Fear. And Flush the Fear, the tagline is that it is a DIY guide to eliminating fear, anxiety, and negative crap from your life. It has a, a toilet theme because people that know me know I love to talk toilets. But I wrote the book with the toilet theme because the toilet is a very universal experience. It's something every single one of us use, you know, on a daily basis. Some of us ladies more than others, but it's a universal thing. And so is fear. And so is anxiety. And so is negative mindset. And these two things in my mind can come together in a way to use that toilet as a vessel for letting go of the negativity. And we all carry it. You know, whether it's the anxiety of getting to work on time, whether it's the anxiety of, are my podcast buttons going to work the way I want them to work when I'm trying (laughs) to push? You know, we all have those things that make us feel anxious and secure that the negative voice comes in our head and says, oh, you can't do that. Oh, it's not going to work. And we feed into that. We listen to it. So I wrote the book with the toilet theme, but in the core of the book, I talk about the toolbox that I believe that I had, even as a young woman, dealing with my mother and her breakdown. And in that toolbox, I speak of the physical tools, like on my you know pegboard behind me, but I speak of, of them in metaphorical ways. For me, the hammer is the most important tool in our toolbox because it is a tool about connecting. It's a tool about connecting to the people in our lives the ones who are going to lift us, the ones who are going to help us and also connecting so that you can then pay it forward to other people. So I wear a a hammer necklace pretty much 24 seven, because to me, it is such a valuable tool. And I look back at my mother's mental health. And I think if my mother had been a connector, had been a hammer, had let people in to her world and shared what she was struggling with, she could have become healthier. So for me, the hammer is, is key. I use the wrench as a tool about opportunity because I think of the nuts that a wrench grabs hold of as the opportunities in life. So things come up, right? And you're offered opportunities to go on a podcast or I was offered an opportunity to go on live TV. You know, I said yes. And in that moment, I found how much I loved video and teaching in that, you know, media aspect. So I want us to all be wrenches and to grab a hold of opportunities and hold on tight. So throughout the book, I talk about, you know, these different tools. And then at the end, I challenge people to let go, to use those tools, figure out which ones identify most with them, with where they need to go and where they're struggling most. And then literally when I do this live in a group, I throw toilet paper rolls around the room and I ask people to tear off a square. 
And I ask you to write on that square, what is the one big negative thought, fear, anxiety, you know, that, that voice that's chattering in your head. What is that saying to you that you are tired of, that you are ready to let go of? Because all that negative crap just holds us back. It's like, I call it emotional constipation, but it's the truth. And when we can let go of that negativity, we can start to move forward and we feel healthier and stronger and and confident. So I tell people to write on the square of toilet paper with a pen, Uh, two-ply toilet paper works a lot. Then I challenge them at the end of the night to stand in front of their toilet, read it out loud, embrace it, own it, and say, I want to be done with this and ceremoniously flush their fear goodbye. I love that. Oh my goodness. How many of us don't need to put something on a piece of toilet paper and flush it? (laughs) You can use the whole roll if you want, but there's something very just truly cathartic about that exercise. Um, It's used in psychology all around the world. You know, children are often given a worry box and they write their worries down and the worry box takes their worries. Hinduism, you know, you write your your concerns down and then they get burned in a ceremony. It's a truly founded exercise in psychology to write it down, own it, part with it. And yeah, sometimes we have to go back and flush the same thing next week, but it's a good, I think, visual for helping people. Yeah, absolutely. So one more question. Do you have a dream in your life at this point that you haven't realized yet? I do. Shortly before COVID, I had this idea, I guess it was like November before, you know, 2020 COVID hit. I have this idea that I want to buy an old school bus and I want to convert it into a mobile DIY classroom. And I want to be able to go into low income communities and educate women homeowners because there is such a need. They don't know what they don't know. They don't know that there's a five minute or a $5 fix to some of their problems. And to be able to work with community advocates, community centers, libraries, whatever it is, outreach centers, and to bring women into my bus and and be able to empower them on how to solve some of these problems would be just phenomenal opportunity for me to do. And as part of that, my husband and I, we've talked about retirement plans and he would like to teach financial literacy. So that's something that's on our bucket list and uh, we'll have to see, you know, where life takes us. You know, obviously COVID put a big setback on that and I'm like, okay, well, we'll see where, where we end up getting the school bus. But my husband promised me or told me I have to promise him that I will not attempt to drive the bus because um, I've been known to hit a curb in a minivan. We'll be hiring a driver. I won't be driving the bus. I'll just be sitting in it. Wow. Those are such needs for those things. That's awesome. My goodness. Well, I can't wait to hear about that when you get it started because I know you're going to. Thank you. I'm hoping. Yeah. It sounds like when you put your mind to something and decide you're going to do it, it's going to (laughs) happen. Well, that's awesome. Thank you. Anything else you would like to add, Beth? Any other tips that you have for encouraging our women to grow their confidence? When it comes to the home repair stuff, One of the greatest tasks that I think homeowners need to master is caulking. And I know it sounds funny, but caulking windows, caulking doors, caulking your tubs, your showers, even the cracks in your baseboards and around your doorways. It is such an easy skill that it intimidates a lot of people. Buying a caulk gun and opening that tube and, you know, what kind of caulk goes where and all of that. 
but it will save you money on energy bills. It'll keep out bugs, ladies. Keep out bugs. If your home is properly caulked, you will have less ants and silverfish and spiders and all of those nasty things. So for me, that's where I love to see people get started on some home improvement projects because it's it's forgivable. You can't screw it up too badly. And it does have real tangible value in your property. And it's just a good stepping stone. That's great. Thank you. Sure. Um, and, and on my YouTube channel, I have about 10 videos on caulking. So if you want to get started, go to the YouTube channel and uh, there's a playlist for caulking. So can you share that? Where Share where our listeners can find you. And if you are driving and you can't write this down, don't worry, it'll be in the show notes. But Beth, go ahead and share that. Sure. My handle for YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook is DIY Hip Chicks. And uh, the website is also DIYHipChicks.com. And uh, from the website, you can go to anywhere. And on the website, I actually have a free caulking guide. And uh, I'll send you some information and links on, on different aspects of getting your caulking project started. That's great. Thank you so much. So if you Thank are you. listening, thanks for being here. If you are listening today and something spoke to you that you thought, these are things I need to learn to grow my confidence and not be dependent on a man to do all this stuff or hire someone, I want to grow my confidence. And you're ready to start your journey of creating the life you love today. Be sure to check the show notes and follow Beth for all of her tips. Thanks so much for being here, Beth. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review and share this with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you in your beauty and confidence journey, visit my website at beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com.